What's going on, podcast land? If you ask my wife what I own more than anything, she will quickly tell you that it's t-shirts. And guess what? I'm about to add to that collection thanks to Faith Attire. Since 2012, Faith Attire has been stacking up an incredible collection of streetwear with a message. T-shirts, hats, baseball tees, the whole nine yards. Their excellence is displayed through their products, but their vision and purpose is even greater. Head on over to faithattire.co to browse their catalog and use the promo code NRP116 to get 15% off your order. That's NRP116. Faith Attire, apparel for the selfless. Hey everybody, before we get started today, I wanted to tell y'all about an upcoming charity fishing tournament being held in memory of Hunter Christmas. Hunter loved fishing and the outdoors, so I think it's going to be a great way to honor his memory and also help out his parents with 60% of the entry fees going directly to them. The tournament's going to be on June 1st at PAX Landing and sign up will be the morning of. Burgers and hot dogs will be available for sale at the weigh-in and they're going to be raffling off some pretty cool prizes including a shotgun or a $300 gift card. Any other donations will go straight to Hunter's parents. For more information, head on over to the 19 Boat Bass Club group on Facebook or just search for the Hunter Christmas Memorial Tournament. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. to the Not Religious Podcast, where we bring you the latest and greatest of church news and how we probably don't agree with it. And recipes. <laughs> and recipes. I'm Blake. I'm Brian. <sighs> Brian, I missed you. What do you, <laughs> you just saw me yesterday. I'm, well, I missed you. And I'm happy to be here with you. I'm happy to be doing this podcast with you. I consider it a great blessing in my life. And I'm what? thankful to all the listeners and all the fans and supporters and sponsors. Are you dying? Maybe a oh little bit. Gosh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Um, but I am dying to talk about this subject oh, that we're going to be covering segue. today. Because um, it's, I feel it's a little uh, controversial. Mm, just but a any, little bit. Anytime uh, you get political, yeah. you, you can get controversial. So Yeah. And, you know. I don't know. I don't like talking about it. Yeah. Just because I don't like how it, I don't, I just don't like it. Politics is dumb. Uh, so. <laughs> but before we get to that and we, we hop on into that subject, I've got a new segment for you. <sighs> Old faithful news story. Never fails. It's like, it's like there's an update every day. <laughs> It's, it's crazy. It's wild. It's crazy. Wouldn't it be crazy if there were like news stations like that continuously did this? It'd be wild. 24-7? Wild. Man, I couldn't keep up. What's that? Oh, they have that? Sorry, I've been oh, on the whoops. Netflix route for a few years now. Anyway, 5,000 fans demand that Danny DeVito play the next Wolverine. <laughs> a fan petition has launched to persuade Marvel Studios to cast the actor Danny DeVito as the next Wolverine. 
How many? How many fans? Five thousand have signed the petition so far. That's not a lot. Quote: (laughs) The only man able to take the throne after Hugh Jackman. We believe that um, that if Wolverine is to make an appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that the only man able to pull it off is Danny DeVito. Reads the full text of the petition, started by a Change.org user, going by Ring Arius. The oh, seven, all right. All right. <laughs> the 74-year-old DeVito has often been joked about as a potential actor to play Wolverine due in large part to his 4'10 stature, somewhat comparable to Wolverine's sometimes cited comic book height of 5'3". Artist Alex Ross has included a 90s-era sketch of fake Danny DeVito starring Wolverine movie a poster in several of his published uh, sketchbooks seen here. They have a link to it. It's actually really neat alex ross is an amazing yeah. artist um as of this publication 5495 petitions have been signed so Wolver- or signatures on i the didn't know wolverine was only five three in the comics he's very short i don't think hugh jackman was the most accurate of wolverines but then again how weird would it have been to get a, a danny devito danny devito to play him <laughs> But anyway, so there's your news for this week. Danny DeVito could be your next Wolverine. Let that sink in. What a time to be alive. Living my best life. Living my best life. Anyway, um, I kind of want it to happen. Yeah. I kind of want it to happen. I've always thought it would be hilarious if Marvel Studios or Fox or someone took just the most absurd actors that looked absolutely nothing like their comic book counterparts and made a full-blown movie with them. So, like, basically what DC does. Sorry. Well, um, so we're going to we're gonna hop on in here. Like a bunny. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to shift... Like a friggin' kangaroo. We're going to go ahead and, and get political today. Um, yeah. <laughs> We oh, we are going to have to shower after this. I, I just hate to. talking about politics, I know, man. I hate it. it I, sucks. There was a time where I was into politics. Yeah, I was a bit younger, and I, I'm just not there anymore. Like I just, I'm, I don't care. I, I don't. Um, and let me start off by saying I looked it up. I am technically apolitical. Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. the other night we had people over to do like have a game night. Yeah. Okay. And I made like two Trump jokes. All right. This is the first time these people have been over to my house <laughs> and hung out with me. And I made not in a row, but like two Trump jokes just because it's easy. It's low hanging fruit. Very easy. Um, and so I made two Trump jokes and I'm started thinking to myself, I'm like, God, these people are going to think I'm some <laughs> political wacko who obsesses over Alex this stuff. Alex Jones listening. Yeah. No. Ooh. And then, you know, I, I told, I, I told him at the end of the night, I was like, listen, I know I made two like political jokes. I'm not a political person. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why I was making Trump jokes. It's just easy. And the guy says, oh, you know, I'm apolitical. It doesn't yep. matter. And I was like, okay, cool. And they left. I was like, what the what crap is apolitical mean? <laughs> so I had to look it up. And I was like, I am too. Yep. It simply means that we do not care about anything that happens in the world of politics. Yeah. 
I didn't even know there was a such such a thing. There's always a thing. I just never cared. There's a name like, for everything. I'm, just, I'm not concerned. I did not vote in this past election. Yeah. Um, because I did not care. <laughs> Simply did not care. And people gave me crap for it. And yeah. they were like, it's your right as an American citizen. To vote. And I'm like, I got it. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't care. I'm wasting my time going up there yeah. that, I already, that I already don't have to <laughs> wait in line, cast a, my vote for someone that I haven't invested any time or research into. I did not do my research. Yeah, I, I think it's important um, if you're concerned about an election to vote. Go for it. Yeah, if, By all if, means. if you, you want to exercise that right. I think it's important. I think it's important to vote in primaries and, and things like that. When it comes to like voting for president, yeah. Like they figured that out months before the election. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have no you have no say. Yeah, they figured that out. None. Some somebody figured that out already. But, yeah. Struck a deal with the devil or something. Yeah. You know, that's already been figured out. So yeah, I, I'm I'm right with you. I'm apolitical. But I mean, Trump jokes are just so easy. easy. So easy. You know, and I was thinking about that. I was like, man, Trump jokes are so easy. You know, back in the late 90s, Clinton jokes were so easy. Clinton jokes were, I mean, I remember being in high school and people popping off Clinton jokes. And I was like, oh, well, you know, but I, you know, I'm thinking about it. Eminem was really good at Clinton jokes. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's so easy. It's so easy. Um, I didn't hear a lot of Obama jokes. The Obama jokes I heard were racist. Yeah. And they mainly came from people at the church that I was going to. Oh, yeah. Right. So th- so there's that. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I, I never, I didn't hear a whole lot of Obama Real jokes. Christ-like of you. Yeah. And then, I mean, the Bushes... I mean, they're just Nazis, so you can't really make jokes jokes about Nazis because they'll freaking hunt you down or dude. YouTube blow up Twin Towers or something. Look up the what's the what's the three hour documentary we watched? A rich man's uh, trick about a rich man's trick. Yeah, linking the Bush family to To, JFK's assassination. Crazy stuff. It it is wild. Wild. It is wild (laughs) stuff. Um, but anyway, but anyway, we, do, we digress. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk. We're, it's not a rip on Trump. No, but episode. He, he, here's here's where my my mind goes. Okay, number one, why are Christians all up on Donald? Yeah, on the Donald. They love the Don. Why? Why do <laughs> white evangelicals? Why are they? Why is that their dude? You know, why Why is that a thing? Um, and then secondly, who the crap do Christians think they are? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why do they believe that only Christians need to be in politics or yeah. leaders of our country? Yeah. Like, who the crap do you think you are? <laughs> and where do you get that from? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Why Why does everything have to be so Christian? Why? Everything. Every politician has to be Christian. We have to have Christian laws that represent our Christian values. No, we don't. We don't. So that's where my mind goes, you know, when talking about all of this. Yep. All right. Here's my deal, man. Trump, I, when he got a, when I heard he was running for president, I was like, this is going to be freaking awesome. 
not because I want him to make America great again, because I watched The Apprentice, uh. and it was <laughs> hilarious to me. I was like, this is... He is about to piss a lot of people off, yeah. a lot of traditionalists, mm-hmm. a lot of people who who think <laughs> that things have to be done a certain way. That's what I like about the man. I, you know, I do like something about him. I like the fact that he he doesn't care. Yeah. He does not care. He's going to do what he wants to do and whatever way possible, he's going to get it done. Yeah. So that brings me to why the crap do Christians think he's like their man? Because he's not. Mm-mm. He is the furthest thing away from yeah, not even close. a representation of a white evangelical. Yep. Now his vice president guy, he he's a like confirmed straight laced Christian dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Trump and no. homeboy is not. Nope. And I'm saying that's okay. Why do you have to make him into something that he's not? And what he's done is he said, okay, all these crackers are going to think that I'm, <laughs> I'm this evangelical dude. I'm going to become that yeah. because that's what's going to get me power and get me elected. Yep. The most recent uh, approval rating survey that was done, 44% of people still approve of Trump's presidency while 54 Disapprove, and that still leaves a small percentage of people like me who just don't care. Who don't care. But here's the deal: like, it depends on if you Fox News would tell you that that's opposite. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a matter of what you want to know. Yeah. You can find you can find evidence to support whatever you want. Yep. If you look in the right places. Yep. Trump is prone to cruelty, bigotry, vanity, adultery, and serial deception, but yet white evangelicals love them, the Donald. Yeah, like that's um that's not a, a debatable thing about yeah. Trump. Like I don't think he's racist. I think he's he's grown up with white privilege and he has a certain I think he's prejudice. Yeah. You know, I think he has certain prejudices mm-hmm. and he's he's definitely uh, bigoted with those pre- yeah. pre- prejudices, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's the type of dude that <laughs> would be, would see be driving down the road and stop at a stoplight and a black guy would walk by. He would lock the door. Yeah. You know, he's one of those guys. Right. Yeah. You you know what I'm saying? Or when he told a story and he was talking about someone of, you know, color, he would mention their color. Yeah. This black guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't have anything to do with the story. Right. 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 So I think, but I definitely think, I mean, he, he's, he's as worldly as it gets, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I just, I just don't get this cartoon image that Christians have of him. They're lying to themselves yeah. and to everyone else. Just because he's the Republican guy and he has conservative values mm-hmm. and he's trying to implement what these conservatives want done as far as policy. Yeah. 
the big one right now is abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw, uh, and, and I, we do this every time. I don't want to get on the abortion train. Yeah. Um, but on Facebook, I saw something where Ron Howard said that he wasn't going to. Ron gonna, Howard? Yeah. Ron Howard wasn't going to make any movies or t- any filming or anything in Georgia if they pass this heartbeat bill. Okay. He's like, we're not doing anything in, in Georgia anymore. Yeah. And then I was reading the comments and it was like, <laughs> it was like, Andy would sure be, surely be disappointed. Aunt B would roll over in her grave. Seems like Opie needs to go back to Mayberry, you oh know, it, but these were sincere comments and yeah. everything. And there was a lot the majority of them were like Andy Griffith would be so disappointed and you know, all of these things. (laughs) And and it got me thinking, I was like, I remember Andy Griffith campaigning with Obama. Like that stuck out in my head. So I Googled it. Mm -hmm. I was like, Andy Griffith, political stance. Yeah. Democrat. (laughs) (laughs) The devil. The devil. Basically. Yeah. Um, he fought for pro-life. Yeah. He fought for gay rights. He supported Obama. Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith. So <laughs> so here's my thing. Like, here you have all these people commenting this stuff. Andy Griffith would be so dis <laughs> you know, you have no freaking clue, people, people. think that Andy Griffith was a documentary. <laughs> they do. Reality TV. Like a reality TV show. <laughs> people really thought that live action reality. All those people were real. Oh, it blows my mind. But but that just lends itself to the this Christian and and it's and listen, people, and, and I'm I'm be very frank. If if you're I would say I would say forty and under, even if you're over forty, but you're like a cool forty, like you're you're in touch with things, like you're you're forty seven, but you you really identify as a millennial. Yeah, I'm talking to you too. But forty and under, <laughs> this what I'm saying doesn't apply to you. Yeah, this is mostly for forty and over, for these people who have this false sense of reality that they live in this Christian bubble, and just because Andy Griffith was wholesome and everything that. The show was very, you know, wholesome and family oriented that he is now this conservative guy. Yeah, that's not that's not that's not truth. And I think the same thing has applied to Trump with I think what once he started saying that he was going to speak out on policies that were important Mm -hmm. to the far right, they started slowly but surely putting a crown of thorns on his head to be their their new age messiah mm-hmm. and and they 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 freaking take it serious very serious very serious to the point of like you Death said threats. if you're not on the maga train mm-hmm. you are the freaking enemy you're yeah. the devil I just read something earlier about a lady that was making a play based off of Trump, and she's already received several death threats. Um, when we watched, uh, we love American Horror Story. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> the one of the seasons was called Cult, and it was based around the 
2016 election. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a Trump supporter who basically started like a small little cult and they went around murdering people. Um, but it was, you know, same thing, like redneck, white trash type of characters that were forming together and anyone that opposed their agenda they were threatening to kill them. But here's the what the wild thing. You know, you and I think of far right as gun-toting, yeah. you know, Habo, America, mm-hmm. you know, nationalists. You know, we're so proud of friggin' America. Yeah. Type, you know, type people. But it, it has bled into people who have sense about them and people who aren't don't fit that mold businessmen you know housewives the suburbia you know you, you would think that these people would not have that sense of us versus them mentality because they kind of live in the real world a little bit more mm-hmm. um and it's not these wacko dudes living out on land somewhere who are just you know back crap crazy and would start a cult or, you know, have 50 weapons buried under their, you know, outdoor shower or, or, or whatever, it has made its way into mainstream life. Yeah. And it's it's kind of scary. Like, it, it's very, very scary. And I just don't, I don't, when did this start it is what I want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, when did... Not not the Trump thing, but when did we start becoming so divided? You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. is it has ramped up. Big time in the past few years that I've noticed at least. Yeah, like you know? maybe when I, I can't remember it being this way and I was younger when when um W was president running for things i do remember things starting to get kind of divided when obama came into the picture yeah i'd say it's probably obama yeah but that just kind of goes back to the whole people talk about you know racism isn't around anymore of course it is they they elected a black guy and that is i think that's where the division started is that's where at least people started getting more outspoken about it. You know, like, I mean, if you voted for whether it was John Kerry, is that, was that his name? For when? Uh, the, the second time Bush was elected. Yeah. So it was Bush and Kerry. Kerry. Um, I mean, no one, I, I mean, there were sides of obviously, but I don't remember there being protests or, you know, demonstrations and, riots and stuff like that until Obama was elected. Not my president. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of is. So. Not my president. Well, people started doing that even with Bush because I remember there was a, a big like punk rock movement that was so against Bush. I mean, they put out compilation albums. Um, rock the vote. Rock. Uh, it's It was like rock against Bush or something like that. Mm. And like bands like no effects mm-hmm. were very outspoken about that. And so they'd wear these Bush shirts and it said, not my president. I remember seeing that years ago. Oh, okay. So kind of teetering on the edge there, but I yeah. think it just boiled over with Obama. And yeah. then 
you know, then Trump comes into the picture and it's just. He has put this world on tilt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he has really shifted yeah. the way everyday life in America. And, yeah. and I, I, I don't blame him. I blame white evangelicals. When I see a MAGA sticker on the back of a truck coming to the shop, it makes me nervous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it just makes me, it makes me nervous. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, it's, it's just, it's a weird time. It's a great time to be alive because Danny DeVito could go on to be our next Wolverine and that would be amazing. But it's also a weird time to be alive because yeah. you're kind of on edge all the time. Yeah. And w- which. And maybe it's because I don't, I don't care, you know, like I, I'm just not as aware. But the environment that we live in right now and people and social media or, or, or whatever, if you're a Christian why what is such the hard on for for not just Trump but for Christianity to be the forefront in politics it is what I don't well here's here's what I can say so asking yourself why do Christians love Trump hmm. here's a short answer for you ever since 1980 when Reagan, stood in front of 15,000 white evangelicals in Dallas, Texas. He told them, and I quote, you can't endorse me, but I want you to know that I endorse you. And ever since then, they loved the Republican Party. So whoever was a Republican, Democrat suddenly became. So that's kind of where we had the start of this kind of. Right. And. So I wasn't around for the Reagan era, um, but watching the there's a CNN special um, called the '80s that mm-hmm. I that I love yeah. watching, and they talk about Reagan a lot. And I guess you could really trace it all the way back even to then, like seeing people starting to kind of be divided. I know that there was a lot of. Um, like heavy metal bands back then that hated Reagan and spoke out against him all the time, every opportunity, you know? Yeah. And we're not being naive here. We know that the politics is, it's always been divided. There's always been two different sides. We're saying how it has propelled itself to family, not talking to family. Oh yeah. I mean, it is, it is to the point to where, like you said, you get nervous when a MAGA, sticker yeah. pulls up into the shop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, how did we get here? Right. How did we get here? Yeah. What's up, everyone in podcast land? This is Brian. And I'm Blake. And we are from the Not Religious Podcast, here to talk to you about one of our sponsors, PillarofHopeApparel.com. All right, Brian. They got some shirts. They got some hats. They got phone cases. Whatever you need. It's awesome. And if you go right now and go to your cart, fill it up, put in the promo code NRP116, you'll get 10% off your order. Jeez, 10%. 10%. That's pillarofhopeapparel.com. Promo code NRP116. Check them out. So, is is Donald Trump a Christian? I don't think anyone could say he is or not. Yeah. You know, I would definitely 
if you go by the white evangelical and I keep saying white evangelical on purpose Mm -hmm. because African-American Christians Mm -hmm. don't support him. No. At all. Far and few between. Yeah. Yeah. Very far, very far and few between. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to keep referring white White evangelicals. Yeah. That is really who this is talking about. Yeah, episode. so if you go by the white evangelical standard, he's mm-hmm. not. No. He, he. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we came from a world where, you know, that was very, you don't listen to R-rated movies or watch R-rated movies. You listen to K-Love. <laughs> you don't, you know, associate yourself with people who cuss, drink, smoke. Yeah. Um, who have... <laughs> You really don't associate with anyone who has family who do those things. You know what I'm saying? You live in in kind of a sheltered type world. So according to that world, he is none of those things. He is very far away from the white evangelical standard of a Christian. Mm -hmm. Now, does Donald, does he have a relationship with God? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not Donald. I have no idea. And here's the deal. Like, I would be perfectly okay saying, if if he said he's a Christian, all right, cool, whatever. You know, homeboy's a Christian, he says he is, that's on him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But to support him just because of that, or just because you think he has the same ideals as you, that's, that's just completely asinine. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't. He doesn't live that yeah. that type of life. Two-thirds of Americans have said it's important for the President of the United States to have strong religious convictions. And nearly 40% say discussion of religion has been lacking this past election cycle. Um, beyond the policy discussions and ad attacks, it seems Americans want to know where candidates' moral, um, moral compasses point. Trump's attempts at public religion have been awkward at best. He said he does not ask for forgiveness and does not bring God into that picture. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever he makes mistakes. Um, He has tried to put money in the communion plate (laughs) and referred to the sacrament as my little wine and my little cracker. Yeah, I'm okay with that. (laughs) He mispronounced a book of the Bible and (laughs) when asked about his favorite verse, um... Uh, in, in one case, he cited an eye for an eye, <laughs> an Old Testament revenge scheme specifically condemned by Christ. <laughs> yeah, and asked, "Who is God to you?" By the Christian, by um, the Christian broadcasting network, Trump answered, "God is the ultimate." Then began a, a brief spiel about how he got a great deal on a golf course before <laughs> circling back to his original definition. So nobody, no thing. No, there's nothing like God. Quote. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I can't say he's not a yeah. Christian. All I can say is his actions don't line up with white evangelicalism no. at, at all. At all. Like, so, so it. they don't... It, I watched some videos of... I simply just typed in YouTube, why do Christians love Trump? And there's a lot of videos. But one of the most common things that they kept talking about was he's a businessman. He's a businessman. He knows how to make money. 
and they kept going back to that. And then a lot of times they'd make a comment like he's not perfect, but you know, he's a businessman and he's not afraid to say what's on his mind. And they love that. They absolutely. I, love and it. I'm okay with that right, too. Right. But they act like he's the answer to all of our problems. <laughs> he's not right. Um, and I, I just don't get it because they, it, it, I think the big point for Christians was whenever Mike Pence was announced as his running mate. Cause I love Mike Pence. Mm. He's a great Christian man, strong, godly man. So in a way they were like, well, eh, Trump's Trump is Trump, but Mike Pence, but Mike Pence, he's going to, he's going to bring it all around. We were at the beach whenever Mike Pence. We were. One time. We that were. Was, that was crazy. It was crazy. Security. There were so many elderly yeah. white people. Oh, ma- we're, MAGA hats. MAGA hats. It was. Nervous. It was insane. I was so nervous. And my first thought was, what can I say near a crowd of them <laughs> to piss them off? What, what did you? Say? We drove by and you had the window down. And <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Ah. Uh, but no, we were we were at a um, a retreat at the beach, and the same hotel we were staying at, Mike Pence showed up and was having some type of fundraiser. rally fundraiser thing. Um, I think Lindsey Graham was there too. Yeah, Lindsey Graham. Um, uh, like I wanted to like stand near them and be talking on the phone, like pretend talking and be like, "Man, I don't know what's going on here. There's a bunch of racists and bigots," <laughs> just to get a reaction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because, but here's the deal. It has come to that, that they are, they're, they're on a hairpin mm-hmm. waiting to argue, waiting to launch into why not only Trump, but Mike Pence, the, this administration and their values come first in politics. Yep. Which blows my mind because that is not biblical whatsoever. Nowhere in the Bible did it say for Christians, for believers of God to take over the government and make everything Christian. That doesn't exist. What does exist, it talks about respecting people who are in authority. That's in Romans and in First Peter. Um, but at the same time, you respect people who are in authority, but you need to honor God first. So even though someone may be in office and have different moral values or religious values or whatever than what you do, that's okay because you need to honor God first. Yeah. And by by honoring God first, you don't have to do everything they say or agree with everything they say, but as long as you honor God first, that's what matters. Yeah. I mean, the Bible talks about paying taxes. We need to pay taxes, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, if anything, it tells us that we're called to pray for our leaders, um, even if they're different than you. And guess what? That included Obama, right? And, and people would, and Nancy Pelosi, like you, and not pray. You don't need to pray, Lord. I I hope she finds you, Jesus, and I hope she starts getting on our side or or yeah. whatever. You need to just. Pray for guidance, pray for protection, pray for clear thoughts, you know, pray for, for, uh, accountability and acceptance. Don't pray for her to, or them or the people to come to your side. That's stupid. Yeah. And if anything, what we're called to do 
within, in my mind, from what I take, the, the, we're not called to establish government in a Christian way, but we are called to seek justice. We are called to defend the oppressed and help the poor in spite of government. So even though we have a government, we're called to do those things ourselves. And that goes back to honoring God. But nowhere does it say, it, it'd almost be like in the book of Dianetics, you know, oh he tells Just them, to bring it back to Scientology. Yeah, Scientology, he tells them to infiltrate all levels of government. There's nothing like that in the Bible. No. There's nothing, God, there, there's nothing that says Christians need to be in charge of everything. That is an insane world, insane world. And the reason why it's insane is, and this is something that I, I think as a whole, Christians need to grasp. Not everyone is going to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is going to be converted. The Bible tells us that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know the end of the story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Spoiler alert. Right. So when people say, we're going to convert the whole world or we're, you know, we're going to whatever. No, you're not. Yeah. Not everyone is going to believe like you and that's okay. What I thought was impo- what you said earlier about people want their leader to have a sense of religious um which is crazy because it was two-thirds of american and i don't uh, of americans and i don't even think that two-thirds of americans consider themselves to be religious yeah but but they think a leader should right but that doesn't say and by religious it's not saying christian so it's okay to be muslim or jewish you know what i'm saying like just to have a moral center because at the center of those religions is morality. Yeah. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you may say Islam and um, <laughs> uh, being a Muslim equates to ISIS and radicalism and jihad. That That's not it at all. Actually, jihad means something completely different in the Quran. <laughs> it, it, it's it's about the indiv- individual overcoming the battles within themselves, not beheading American Christians, right. which is what the radicals have done. But look at this, man. What did Christians do? <laughs> what did Christians do in the Crusades? The exact same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. The exact same thing that ISIS is doing now. So we're no better than them. So to say that a Muslim having a Muslim center or someone who's in office who's Muslim held in, hell in a handbasket, mm-hmm. no, they have good convictions. They have good morality, yeah. and, and they don't line up with you. Or having a Jewish leader, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's that's awesome. Like they're they <laughs> God's original people. That's that's so cool. People thought Obama was the Antichrist. <laughs> He was a Muslim, non-American antichrist. Yes. And it was hilarious. Hilarious to watch unfurl. Yeah. But, I mean, circle it back around to Trump. I don't think he does have a religious center. Look at the way he treats uh, 
women with this whole thing with Stormy Daniels that yeah. just just happened. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> his moral compass is not calibrated. No, it's not. What about women? What? Uh, how does the Don feel about women? Oh Lord. I have such respect for women. I cherish women. There you go. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, <laughs> slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account Only is Rosie several- O'Donnell. <laughs> I love the women that faint when I speak. Those are the ones that love me. No, go ahead, Donald. No, I'm a gentleman, Hillary. Go ahead. What I say is what I say. And honestly, Megan, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I've been very nice to you, although I could probably maybe not be based on the way you have treated me, but I wouldn't do that. You brag that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that? No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Every woman lied when they came forward to hurt my campaign. Believe me, she would not be my first choice that I can tell you. Locker room talk. Locker room talk. I don't think that that's appropriate anywhere. No. Not anywhere no. at all. Yeah. Some of the things that he said that came out that they were referencing. Yeah. You shouldn't say that. Not if you're at all. just a good, upstanding person with a moral compass center, nope. you don't say those things. No. Nope. You, you just don't. As it is well known by now, in the November 2016 presidential election, 80% of white evangelicals voted for Trump. Holy crap. Yep. That constituted the largest evangelical vote in nearly two decades. If scholars, journalists, and the general public have puzzled over why so many white evangelicals would vote for someone whose language and behavior violated key tenets of the Christian faith, The question of why evangelical women voted for him is even more puzzling, especially given Trump's long track record of alleged sexual misconduct and derogatory comments about women. But the 2016 vote wasn't a fluke. A recent poll reports that two-thirds of white evangelical women still approve of the president. And I just don't get it. And, and and I'm I'm gonna speak out here, and I might be speaking out of turn, but here's what I think some of it is, and I'm gonna bring up abortion again, okay? Because that's a hot that's a hot topic. Uh, that's, yeah, that's very much what's going on in the world right now, and, and and it's near and dear to Christians. It's near and dear to Christian women. Yeah. Not all not all Christian women have a mindset of what I'm about to say, but I think there's a large portion of them that do because he stands against abortion yeah then he has my support right he he i can accept him for being a vulgar womanizing unfaithful liar yeah. uh, whatever you want because this thing is so important to me that I'm I'm willing to overlook those other things because he can change those other things. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I think it all it all boils down to white evangelicals think that they are aligning themselves with someone who represents their values, what they're wanting to accomplish politically, which again frustrates me. 
because it's more of Christians trying to implement their religion into law. Yeah. Which I think is horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Because not everyone is a Christian. No. (laughs) And we got to be okay with that. We need to be okay with saying they don't believe like me and they see things differently and that's okay. Yeah. I I think at the end of the day if 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 you can't say that then you you're missing the true meaning of who Jesus was and what his existence was for. Yeah. You're going to love this. Okay. So there's a journalist that sat down with some um evangelical women. Guess where? I don't know where Bethel Church, wakey, in wakey, wakey, wakey. <laughs> <laughs> and they reported that they backed Trump because they believed he would battle hard on key issues such as abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, as one woman told um, about her vote for Trump, this is her quote: "It's founded in personal and emotional beliefs. Politics is different." Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Politics is different. Politics is different. Yeah. So is he the answer to the Christian prayers? In this struggle, many evangelicals believe they have found a champion in Trump. He is the enemy of their enemies. He is willing to use the hardball tactics of the secular world to defend their sacred interests. In their battle with the Philistines, evangelicals have essentially hired their own Goliath, brutal pagan, but a brutal pagan, but on their side. Yeah. Social scientists have pointed out how Trump successfully taps into evangelical narrative based on white American nationalism of returning Christians to their rightful place at the center of American life. Stop there. I'm going to stop here. Okay. Of returning Christians to their rightful place at the center of American life. Mm -hmm. Who the crap do you think you are? This country was not founded on Christian beliefs. No. Quit telling yourself that. <laughs> we cover that way way back, way back. Way back. This this is not this is not and never was a Christian nation. Yep. It was a nation built by men who were not Christian. No. George Washington was the biggest freaking pagan in the world. The God that he references is not Jehovah God. It is not the, the it's it's the supreme being to him. Yeah. Who is not God? He does not follow Christian beliefs whatsoever. None of them did. Mm-hmm. None. That is why. That is why they cre- That's why they separated church and state. Why do you think that? I mean, let's, let's just break it down for a minute. If you had all of the power at the beginning of this nation and they were all Christian men, why on earth would they not allow Christianity to forever rule their government? The answer is they were not Christian men. Mm-hmm. If anything, they wanted to prevent that. They wanted to prevent one religion ruling over their government. Just look how that has turned out 
for the Arab nations. When one religion runs a nation, it is horrible. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Mm -hmm. The founding fathers did not want that to happen. Are there values that this country were founded on that align with Christian values? Mm -hmm. Sure there are. Mm -hmm. there, there definitely are. Were the founding fathers aware of those values? Sure they were. But they also align with Hinduism, mm -hmm. <laughs> Muslim, uh, Jewish. Mm -hmm. They align with the core values of religion as a whole. Melting pot. A melting pot of it. So on your dollar bill where it says, in God we trust, if you read something and George Washington's talking about God, he's not talking about the God of the Bible. He's talking about a higher power. Mm -hmm. So returning Christians to their rightful place at the center of American life <laughs> is one of the biggest problems with all of this in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because Christians think that this country is theirs mm -hmm. and they're trying to get it back and protect it. Jesus was not born in America. <laughs> he wasn't? <laughs> Look here. Jesus wasn't born a Christian. No. <gasps> Jesus didn't become a Christian. <gasps> oh. <laughs> the apostles weren't Christians. But honestly, people, the way that they act about, like, especially when, you know, you have holidays coming up. Sure. Um, Memorial Day. Memorial Day or Fourth of July or whatever. Patriotic services. Yeah, we covered that. They, we've covered that before. They love them. They love it. Um, it's that nationalism. Yeah. God bless the USAA, 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 yes. I, way too much work talk. God bless the USA. Yeah. Uh, Lee Greenwood. Lee Greenwood. They love Lee Greenwood. It, it's a, it's a, and I hate nationalism. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And, and I'm not talking about nationalism as far as white nationalism, you know, the Aryan. I'm talking about nationalism. I'm talking about the people who basically take credit for things that they were never a part of. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my favorite, one of my favorite examples is like, you'll hear someone be like, oh man, if, <laughs> if we didn't go and help the French in World War II, man, the French would be speaking German. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were there? What's this we crap? Yeah. You weren't there, dude. No. If we didn't fight off those red coats, let's, let's back it up <laughs> there, junior. <laughs> You were around for the revolution? You were watching the old boob tube with your Funyuns in hand and <laughs> you, you didn't did participate. You did none of this. It's a sense of pride off of other people's accomplishments. Yeah. Now, I think it's good to give credit and honor to those accomplishments, but stop taking so much dang pride in, yeah. the f in things that you were not a part of, mm -mm. that you had nothing to do with. Nope. You didn't live during those times. And I think if you did, you'd be a freaking coward huddled up in a, in a woodshed somewhere underneath a bunch of hay. Yep. <laughs> you wouldn't be on the front lines fighting the redcoats. Yep. Drinking your, <laughs> your natty lights. <laughs> America. 
So recently, Trump declared his unity with the evangelicals. I almost say evangelicals every single time. Yeah. Evangelicals promising to, quote, cherish and honor them by denouncing late-term abortion. There you go. Again, hot topic. Um, Trump's embattled language aligns with common evangelical evangelical narratives that casts them as being under attack by a secular majority or needing to go into combat mode against political issues such as trans-inclusive bathrooms. Um, framing their political involvement in this way is instrumental to sustaining evangelicals as a cohesive religious group. They have found a juggernaut in Trump. Oh, definitely, man. And they've latched on, yeah. and they're along for the ride. They are and, along and for the, the ride. And the way to make themselves feel okay with being aligned with someone who doesn't line up with them yeah. is to pretend like he does. Right. He's just the greatest Christian man that ever walked <laughs> this earth. I'm or, sorry, what? Or, or not not only a lot, pretend that he's aligned with them and their beliefs, but just overlook them like nothing happened here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, no big deal he's, here. He's not perfect, but, you know. But neither was Jesus. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but he was. But he was. <laughs> But they, I mean, they they make the argument. That video I watched. It's it's a small town, and they said, "Why why are you voting for Donald Trump?" And I'm like, well, you know, he's he's going to get the job done. Like, and they'll start bringing up things he's done in the past and you know, things he believes in, and they're like, "Well, he's not perfect, but yeah, he's not perfect, but he'll get the job. But done. he'll he'll do the job, right?" And they're just like, "I just want somebody other than that Obama in the office." <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> oh, I honestly, honestly, I don't want him to get reelected yeah. because I just want all this crap to be over do with. You, do you think he'll get reelected? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I ask myself that a lot. It's whenever, very hard to I, win I over a seated president. And then you look at the people running against him. You're yeah. like, who? Yeah. The, and here's the, here's how you can tell the, the Democrats they're not putting out their best people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're like, okay, guys, <laughs> B team, go in. Yeah. You know, second string, go in. Second string. <laughs> they're not putting out their best guys for, for this. They're no. not because they, they know what's going to happen. I think they, Hillary Clinton was their, their juggernaut. And whenever it didn't go as planned, you know, it's, I don't know. Okay, quick. I just, I just thought about this ultimate, um, versus battle. Okay, if Obama and Trump were running at the same time, Obama hands down. Think Obama would have taken it. Yeah. Be, and, and the reason I'll say this is, for the majority uh, of the people who didn't like him, is are a large minority. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I don't actually know. The more I think about that, I don't know now. Do you think that maybe Trump held back from doing for running for president until he knew? Oh heck yeah! Obama wouldn't be reelected. Oh heck yeah! Um, because he's been talking about he's been talking running about for, for presidency a, yeah. a long time. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! Yeah. There's a um. I forgot which video, but there's a Rage Against the Rage Against the Machine music video where they're playing on Wall Street. 
And uh, if you look real close, there's Bulls one on clip. Bulls on parade. It's one of those. It's one of their big ones. Um, um, but there's a, a video. Sleep now in the fire. That's okay. what it is. So there's a, a quick shot of someone holding up a sign that says Trump for president. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's weird, man, because that was that way was back. way back. Late 90s, I think, maybe. Probably, I'm thinking maybe 95 or 96. Mm-hmm. It's old, and it's, it's like, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so, you do, so you think he will be reelected? Yeah, and the only reason I'm saying that is based on the people who are running against him. I think if they were, <laughs> I mean, who are these people? I mean, yeah. you know, they're just, I just don't see any of those people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And here's the deal. If he gets reelected, <laughs> I'm going to sit back and enjoy the show, man. Mm-hmm. He's good at things. He's really good at things. He does some great things. He 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 has done some some awesome things mm-hmm. business-wise for for our country. I think it is poison that he's president not because of what he's doing in office, but the environment that has been created. And he didn't create this environment. It's been created because of him. This environment that's been created by Trump being in office with American people. It's just, it's, it's so foul and, and rancid. And, and it, you could even attribute it to Obama, the last years of Obama, into Trump, just this, where we are at as a nation, as not policy wise, but just human being wise, it's getting nasty, man. Yeah. It's getting nasty. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, I don't know. See, I don't care about politics enough to invest in political analysts and things oh, no, like that no, no, you know like no. I, i'm at the gym and i'm on you know i'm doing whatever and they got the tvs on and cnn's always on they're always talking about trump i mean every time impeaching I look up trump screen, it's something about trump he's constantly in the news and i just don't care right. um but you know even even so far as to i love last podcast on the left and there's some guys from there that have another podcast called abe lincoln's top hat and us and it's a political podcast and uh i was like i really like ben kissel from mm-hmm. last podcast so maybe i'll like his political podcast and i tried to listen to it i don't care oh yeah. my god it's so boring yeah. to me i'm just like i just i don't i don't give a crap yeah so it's just not for me i i don't care if the man gets reelected or not yeah i don't i, I, I mean don't i, it's I don't care me what, like I, I have the same view on it as I did when he announced he was running. I was like, "This is gonna be, this is gonna be awesome." Yeah. Not because of what he's gonna do and all these great things, and he's great, but it's just gonna be hilarious to to hear some of the things that are gonna come out of this man's mouth. Yeah. In, in the White House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was shocked whenever I found out that he got elected. Yeah. And to hear, I mean, I was, and real quick, I was reading something the other day. He was supposed to have a meeting meeting with lead Democrats, Mm -hmm. uh, what's her name, Pelosi and whoever else. 
like he was supposed to have a meeting. Well, right before the meeting, she had said something on an interview like he's crooked. Yeah. We need to impeach him. And then she goes to meet him at the White House. Homeboy walks up in the in the White House, just walks in a room and is like, look here, there's not going to be a meeting because you're blah, 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 <laughs> and walks out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's hilarious to me. And yeah. people erupted. Who does he think he is? The sacred White House meeting room and to be acting like this. He doesn't. Yeah. That is hilarious to me because <laughs> I, and I wish there were TV cameras following him around like a reality show because it would be like the apprentice. so entertaining. Mm-hmm. God, it would be so entertaining. Wouldn't, wouldn't it that that would have been funny if they would have kept the apprentice going even during his presidency. Yeah. <laughs> and he like showed up and did right. it. I just, and listen, I hate what's happening or, or the perception of what's happening to America, yeah, this division, because of the environment that's been created by these political figures. I can't do anything to change it, so I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. And enjoy the comedy. Enjoy the jokes. Enjoy yeah. the outlandish things that he is going to do. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's entertaining. Yeah. And I'm going to enjoy it. The same way I sat back and I enjoyed Obama. He was so dang smooth. Yeah. And cool. Cool as cool all get out. Cool as yep. crap, man. Yep. I would sit back and just watch a news clip of him. I'm like, dude, that guy is so chill. He had a swagger that was unlike. Still any, has him. Still does. Yeah. yeah. Unlike any other. Um, even, um, oh man, what's his. uh 44. He was the 44th president. You're talking okay. about the jacket? The jacket, yeah. yeah he was man. still rocking the 44 on the sleeve. Like He was wearing <laughs> a, a bomber jacket. Yeah, yeah, at a basketball game wearing a bomber jacket with number 44 <laughs> on the sleeve. Just sitting back with a beer, just hanging out with the people. Just, yeah. just cool. Cool So crap. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed watching his smoothness. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It was just, it was, it was neat. Yeah. The same way I'm enjoying watching... Yeah. The angry orange man <laughs> do whatever the heck he yep. pleases in the White House. Yeah, listen, it, it, I, I also, I don't know, how, how do I put this? Whenever Obama was president, he had a, it, I think he was legitimate with, he cared about everybody as yeah. a whole. yeah. Which to me is how it should be. I think he cared about, uh, yeah, I, across the board. Trump doesn't care about everybody. He cares about himself. He cares about himself. And how his vision, he cares about the people who are going to make his vision work. Yeah. So who was more Christ-like? Obama. Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Let that sink in for a minute. Honestly, yeah. people don't think about and it And this that is an observation. Yeah. Right. We don't know these guys. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know Obama's religious beliefs, nor do I care. Right. Because I don't care about politics. Right. Because at the center of it, Obama was a morally just guy. Yeah. Um, he, he may not agree with everything. Right. But 
he was a morally he cared okay about guy. the rights of everyone, everyone and wanted everyone to be included right and saw to it that everyone felt included and right. everyone felt like we were unified as a country because right. that was kind of the point that's kind of the point instead of a bunch of division and riots and protests right. Right. and senseless but violence. I mean there's things that I disagree there's things he horribly messed up Oh, horribly, sure. horribly messed every, up. Every, every president every that has one, ever been in office did something. They're all going to do it. Right. Did something that was like, they're, duh. They're all going <laughs> to do it. They all are it going happens, to do it. That's right. Yeah. No one was perfect. And it's okay. Yeah. And it's, it's totally it's fine. Totally because you okay. know what? They're human beings too. Right. Despite what a lot of people believe that suddenly whenever you swear into office, you are su- you are a robot yeah. of some you sort. Are not, you are you not know what a I mean? robot. Anyway. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of it, I don't care. Don't give a crap. I don't give a crap. I wish Christians would stop trying to overtake government like yeah. it's theirs and they belong. Has never been, never will be. And this mentality that every elected official needs to be a Christian is just it's absurd. A, a, it, I don't want to talk to those people mm-hmm. who think that. Like, just go away. Like, I wish I had Thanos' snap. <laughs> And I could, okay, all the people who thinks this, I'm I'm just going to snap and they're going to go away. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just, I don't want to know you as a human being. Mm -hmm. You give the human race a horrible name. Yeah. Because you think that. You give Christians a bad name. Yeah. All right. So I think we've pretty much covered everything on Trump. Before we move on, though, I want to, you said you don't know anything about Hillary Clinton and the spirit cooking, right? No, I don't. Okay. So you're trying to be fair. I'm trying to be fair. I'm going to, right. I'm going to include something about Hillary Clinton because honestly, if we, the next conspiracy theory episode, I'll include some Hillary Clinton stuff. Okay. There's a lot of stuff about Hillary Clinton (laughs) that could be included in a, in a whole conspiracy theory episode by itself. This is about spirit cooking though. This is the most wild thing. Cooking. Okay. Okay. Um, First, the term spirit cooking spirit cooking uh, surfaced in a wiki. Wi- oh my god! Let me start that over. First, the term spirit cooking surfaced in a WikiLeaks. That's it. Yeah, WikiLeaks mm-hmm. email dump, which included an email from Tony Podesta to his brother John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign campaign chair. Let me stop you there. John yeah. Podesta mm-hmm. is. One of the key proponents for full disclosure in the alien uh, world. There you go. So he wants the government to come out mm-hmm. with everything they have to know about aliens and UFOs. Mm-hmm. The lead person here for you Hillary Clinton. That was John Podesta? Yeah. So Hillary Clinton's campaign chair. Campaign chair. Mm-hmm. And later on became advisor to President Obama. I mean, this, this this dude is, he's connected. He's been in the White House. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, I want the government to release everything they know about aliens and UFOs. They need to know. There you go. So <laughs> so the email was a forward from Marina Abramovic. I hope I'm saying that right. Sure. A performance artist who performs. Stripper? Some, well, <laughs> performance artist is in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> who performs some really bizarre things. And here's the email, okay? Are you in NYC Thursday, July 9th? Marina wants you to come to dinner. All right? Here's the response from Marina Abramovic. Um, 
Tony, dear Tony, I am so looking forward to the spirit cooking dinner at my place. Do you think you will able you will be able to let me know if your brother is joining? All my love, Marina. So what is spirit cooking? Who is Marina Abramovic and is the email from her is the email from her real? First up, spirit cooking seems to be a piece of performance art using what appears to be animal blood to write out how to connect with spirits. It also includes spreading the blood around a room and on top of some sort of statue. Is it satanic? As some have said, there is no evidence of that, um, but it is certainly weird. Um, so there's a video of this Marina Abramovic doing her spirit cooking. She's taking animal blood and just writing things on the wall. Um, like this one, for instance, says, With a sharp knife, cut deeply into the middle finger of your left hand. Eat the pain. So Hillary Clinton, let me find it. This was, this was WikiLeaks uh, email uh, dump, yeah. you know, the whole email spiel. Um, that was included in that forwards from John Podesta. Okay. So to tie in with there. So there's been reports that her and Bill have been included in some of these spirit cooking oh. parties. So he's just trying to... Yeah, he's trying to get some. <laughs> Dude just wants to get laid. <laughs> um, let me see if I can find something else about it on here. Okay. Spirit Cooking was the first project Jacob Samuel produced with his portable Aquatint box working with Abramovic, a performance artist with blah, blah, blah. Um, the artist chose to make a cookbook writing a series of aphrodisiac recipes. <laughs> Um, that serve as evocative instructions for actions or thoughts to allow the artist to create the accompanying etchings um, in a manner consistent with her body-oriented practice. Um, Samuel prepared the plates with soft, uh, with soft ground so she could scratch directly onto the surface with her fingernails <laughs> and encouraged her to work with spit bite. Yeah, using her own saliva with nitric acid to paint on the plate. It's really weird. Blood. There's a there's um there's a picture that I've seen where at some of these spirit cooking parties that this lady has, they have a a dummy laid out, and it almost, uh, it's almost like it. I don't know. It's really eerie looking. It's all it's very realistic, but like the the stomach is cut out, and like there's. Like people are basically eating out of the the body of this dummy that's laid out. It's really weird, really freaky stuff. I'll show you pictures and videos that I've come across. But anyway, all this has been tied to Hillary Clinton. Okay. Um. So there you go. We'll get into that in another episode. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> but Donald Trump might be involved in that too. We just don't know. So he might be. <laughs> aphrodisiac recipes yeah no all right well there you go so christians do just do your research i think every episode that we do we can tie it back to the fact that christians just don't do their research on anything they run with what they're told so someone told them at one time donald trump is running for the political or the republican party so he's your vote 
So just do your research. Really think about it the next time that this election comes around and decide for yourself. And listen, if you want to vote for Trump because you genuinely love the guy, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just don't do it and say that he's like the answer to all of your prayers because he's not. <laughs> what you listening to this week, Brian? Um, Hawthorne Heights. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's got a little Ohio in the title. Yeah, that's that's where you're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, mom's a, uh, throwback. This is a major throwback to the 05. Really? Yeah. All the way back in 05. Um, yeah. I remember this music video premiering. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Stevens and Title Rock Show on Fuse oh. back in the day. Sorry. Yeah, Ohio is for Lovers. I love that song. Um, I love Hawthorne Heights. I'm so excited that they are doing a 10-year, um, or no, it wouldn't be 10 years, 15-year anniversary tour with Emory on um, it, where they're playing that album in its entirety, and Emory is playing The Week's End in its entirety. I wish I could go. And in fact, um, the guy that I just bought my snare drum from is in a band called Flashing Lights, and they are actually opening for Emory and Hawthorne Heights in Missouri. When you told me that last week, that's what sparked my heart, Hawthorne Heights. Yep. I pulled up the, I've been listening to it all week since last oh, week. Oh, man. Chop full of some some bangers on that one. Bangers. Yep. I am listening to, I, I cut on um, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, uh, Pandora like a week or two ago. I love it. That, you know, Southern hardcore type of vibe that was going on. And a song popped up that I'd never heard before. And it turns out it's a new song from the damned things that I've played before. Right. And I didn't know that the full album was out. I only thought it was one song. So I started listening to the rest of the album and this song is so dang good. And there's some parts in it that where it, the, the singer kind of sounds like Jack White. So if Jack White was in like a heavier band, and okay. you know, um, but this song is called Invincible. Cut me up, I'm on display like 
Right. Uh, just a reminder if you needed one that's the band that has um, members of Anthrax Every Time I Die Fall Out Boy and now um, the bassist from Alkaline Trio all together oh my gosh oh my gosh That I listened to the whole thing the other day and it's just mm, so good I I hate that it took so long to get a second album out of those guys but man it's it's so good there's a lot of projects or a lot of that's their project. All their main stuff has been taken off like crazy too. So, but anyway, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this fine episode of the not religious podcast. We want to encourage you to please go check us out on all of the social media sites. All you have to do is just search not religious podcast. Leave Yes, they. Yes, they do. Uh, leave us a. Just leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, and we'll we'll read it right here on the show, whether it's good or bad. We are part of the Coming Right Up Network. All you have to all you have to do is go to comingrightup.org every Sunday at five thirty p.m. And while you're there, just go ahead and check out the rest of the shows that's on the network because they're great. Let's face it, your Sunday nights are going to be. Um, less busy now because Game of Thrones is over and it's such a shame to see it go but you can fill that void with us on the Coming Right Up Network so thank you guys for listening we will catch you (laughs) next week go back and watch every season of Game of Thrones because it was awesome and I love uh, unpopular opinion I thought the ending was great I'm just gonna say that so everyone just calm down anyway alright guys Toodaloo. Hey guys, this is Blake. 
And I'm Brian. And we're here to tell you about another great sponsor of the Not Religious Podcast, and that is The Found Sheep. If you head on over to thefoundsheep.net right now, you can check out their great collection of hats, beanies, shirts, sweatshirts, things like that. Their hats are especially, especially dope. Am I right, Brian? You are right on That's point. That's right. And why don't you go ahead and tell them about their, their outreach there? Yeah, so everything that they create is designed to point souls to Jesus and to remind believers that he is our good shepherd. Man, they give 10% of all of their profits to the local church, and another 10% provides outreach to people who serve in need all around the world. Well, I'll be doggone. That's right. That's awesome. An apparel company with a mission. That's exactly right. Go check out their stuff. They got really neat stuff. And we also have a neat little promo code for all of our listeners today. That's Brian, right. what's that promo code? If you type in not religious, that's not religious in all caps. After you fill your little goodie basket up with all of your merch, guess what? You'll get 10% off. Woo. Heck yeah, dude. That's just for our listeners. So thank you guys. Go ahead and check them out on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and help support the foundsheep.net. Boom.